2: Welcome back, everybody, to Parks and Recollection. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Hare, Gary, Larry, Jerry, Terry, Barry from the show, as you know. And sitting next to me is the, I don't know, what's your name again? Greg, Greg,
3: Bob. Yeah, I'm the Greg, Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg. Yeah, I'm just. I have one name, and you forget it, and you have I five, do. and I remember all of them. I do.
2: You're, you're <laughs> special. You're special. Uh, and speaking of special, we're of course super excited because he's back. He Yay. promised he wouldn't. He is here. Uh, so we have Rob Lowe, Chris Traeger. Uh, oh, thanks
4: for keeping my chair warm. It's always so good to to be back and in one of my favorite places, Parks and Recollection. Talking about one of my favorite places. Parks and Recreation. Oh my Love God!
2: It. And we are in studio again
3: together. I know. You know what's so great? We've we've been so lucky. We have all these great guests. So we have people come in, but there's nothing like getting top tier original cast. core cast yeah, yeah. together. Totally. Because you can talk about someone's time on the show in these little bits. You can talk about everyone's time on the show in these little bits and bops and whatever. Yeah. But you guys have this this the gamut of history of being together for this time. And so when we were together last time, the energy was awesome. I remember thinking about it. I remember dreaming about it. <laughs> and so this feels wow. like a dream come true that <laughs> we're
2: here together. Yeah. No, yeah. This is that, is what's
3: awesome. weird, Jim, is in the dream, you weren't there. Really? Like, yeah. It was huh. just me and Rob
2: talking. Yeah. It's chilling. Yeah. Well, you know what? You go ahead and you, t- you see how that plays out for huh? you, Greg. Oh, look at You've that. You've hurt my you brought, feelings. Brought and edge. now, now I'm, I'm done. I'm done for this episode. The edgy, the edgy Jim O'Hare. <laughs> and I like well, it. Well, you know, as I always tell people, it's fun when I hurt your feelings, mm. but when mm. you hurt mine, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. You know, it just seems hurtful. I, I we, know people like that. Yeah. Can't yeah, we just all get along. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying here. We're Rick really and I trying. are, uh, we bust balls a lot. And I love it.
3: A lot. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, guys, this is special. And I normally would say, because let's talk for... 10, 20 minutes about what's going on in life. But this episode, this outline is thick. And why? Because you have a very, very, very fun, special episode amongst what is also, in my opinion, one of the great arcs on the series, right? This election storyline. This is a pivotal moment with one of our great guest stars. Mm -hmm. We are talking about campaign shakeup Written by Dan Gore, directed by
4: Dan Gore, the directorial debut of Dan Gore. I think Dan might still be directing this episode. Yes. (laughs) Not that Dan was (laughs) slow, shall we say, Uh, but not not fast, not breezy,
2: not a breezy director. But I could watch (laughs) Dan create on set all day long. He kind of would stop and look up and his brain was just spinning. And then he would come up with exactly what we needed. Yeah. No, he, he, yeah. He, he's yeah. amazing. He's an
4: amazing director. Yeah. And he is. And I would I would I wish he directed everything I, I did comedically, but I, I do I'm having a visceral <laughs> visceral remembrance of not only how many takes we would do, but different angles. And we didn't do mm. traditional angles. Oh, no, right. we did and not on our no. show. We run just and gun. Run and yeah. gun. Yeah. And, uh, man, there were, I, 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 at one point I was like, Dan, do you, you know, we're not shooting the Normandy invasion sequence right now from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's like a Supruder <laughs> film for him it each did. time. Yeah. we gotta get every, yeah, uh, well,
3: I we're, I also, I just want to say on a personal note, uh, you know, I was lucky to have been in the room the entire series and I'm lucky to therefore have worked with every writer on the series and Dan, uh, definitely my favorite. And I learned so much from him, at, uh. On writing, I got to be with him on set once or twice during this, you know, kind of pop by, but I learned so much from him as a writer. And something you're talking about, Rob, about perhaps his time he would take is that in Jim, he never stopped thinking. He was always yes. trying to think of the better version, the funnier version. Let's not be precious. Let's keep pushing it and make it the best thing possible. That's the way right. he would generate stories around big set pieces to make sure that you always anchored your acts with great comedy. Um, I just learned a hell of a lot from him. And so I think it's really cool that today's episode, which is this great episode with Rob, also with us, is this double Dan Gore up.
2: Yeah, I give Dan Gore credit for, and maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe you can tell me right now, but I've told this story before. I think Dan is why Jerry stayed on the show. Because I believe he's the one who came up with the bit early on when we were doing the pranks on each other. They're trying to find out dirt on each other mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, office. Mm-hmm. Season two, I believe. And it turns out Jerry didn't know that he was adopted. Mm. And that came out. And that's when they realized that's who Jerry's going to be. Mm. And that was Dan Gore's bit. So I credit Dan Gore. Because, yeah. uh, you know, they didn't, if, if they hadn't found a space for Jerry, a place to put him, not just physically, but. You know, as a character, then the character goes away. Many shows have done that. Yes. They come and they go. That is the nature of the whole thing. Oh, 1000%. All
3: right. So, a double dose of Dan Gore. This episode originally aired on March 1st, 2012.
2: And Jim, give us a blurb. Tell us what we're talking about. Here we go, people. Bobby Newport hires a new campaign manager, Jennifer Barkley. Leslie courts the support of a powerful Pawnee senior citizen. Chris informs Ron that if Leslie wins city council, a new deputy director will have to be hired. To prevent this, Ron enlists Anne shockingly, to take over the department on a water fountain project.
3: A water fountain project.
2: Water, yeah, that's the big issue. Yeah, that's yeah, the big yeah.
3: Thing. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, this episode,
4: Carl Reiner. Uh, yes, Carl Reiner. Oh,
2: I mean Carl Reiner
4: Carl Reiner D, D, too to he created the once again it comes up the Dick Van Dyke show Van Dyke show he was one of the great stand-ups of of all time I mean he is truly a legendary legendary godfather of of comedy of of the 20th century and to have him on this show and to, to just to be around him to say I I you know had an interaction with Carl Reiner
2: is a, is a big, big, big... I had no deal. scenes with him, but did I show up on set? Mm. Oh, yes, I did. Because mm-hmm. it was Carl Reiner.
3: The 2,000-year-old man... That's it. <laughs> yeah. Is, <laughs> that's his Mal yeah. Brooks and Carl Reiner, yeah. I think, shaped my understanding of comedy more than any other people. And the 2,000-year-old man bit, I learned the importance of the straight man in comedy and and the importance of setup for a great punchline. And their stuff together is unbelievable. Every time they did it, it's incredible. And how lucky we were. Here's what's so great about it. Carl Reiner is in this episode, um, and he isn't in all of it. He doesn't, the whole A story doesn't hinge on him. That's how special it was that we're just using you for comedy. We do not need to worry about too much plot with you because you are here to be this weird, funny, like Mm self-deprecating, but serious. Ned Jones. <laughs> what a name. Ned <laughs> Jones. Ned Jones. I you know, he, um, Mike Shore has this great uh tribute he wrote to Carl Reiner in the Hollywood Reporter, talking about this shoot so we can learn more about it there. And says that he improved, I remember this now, he improved this line that they sutured the hell out of him.
4: <laughs>
3: and that's the fun about having someone like Carl Reiner on set he's gonna give you a line that's probably better than anything you could have written. Yeah. It's gonna make you wanna laugh more than you
2: wanna laugh. Yeah. It's true. And even at his, you know, he's an older guy now. He's still there. He's still got it. Like, he's still got it. It's so great. So let's jump right in. We've talked about
3: it. Big episode. We're going to jump right into our synopsis. Yes. Leslie is catching up with her opponent. Not like catching up, like, hey, how's it going? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Catching up in the polls. In the polls, With her opponent, Bobby Newport, uh, for city council, resulting in a shakeup of Newport's campaign staff. Ben decides that Leslie should pursue the endorsement of Ned Jones, the president of Pawnee Seniors United, played by the brilliant Carl Reiner. I love him. Chris tells Ron that the Parks Department may need to hire a new deputy director if Leslie wins the election, as she will have to split her time between Parks and City Council. And to prove that his department can function without Leslie, Ron takes up Ann's proposal to create
4: sanitary water fountains Across Pawnee. Wow. Um. One of my favorite things is where I'm doing upside down sit-ups.
0: <laughs> oh my in, god! In my office,
4: <laughs> and I say to Ron, "The world is my gymnasium." That is like a a real, a real Chris Traeger vintage, vintage classic. The world is my gymnasium. Then that reminds me of um raisins. They're nature's candy. Oh yes, <laughs> like like, the, like those. Like it's something about it. I don't know why they are similar to me, yeah. but they're, they're vintage Chris. Well, it's a great altruism. I don't know why a lot of
3: gyms haven't taken on that as their slogan. Like the world is, we are your your world.
4: We are your gymnasium. Yes. Yeah. They And they should give me, you know, some equity in that gym when and, they when they do it. Are you doing those sit-ups? Are you, are you doing each yeah, one of them? Yes. I'm doing those sit-ups. Unbelievable. Um, I was super, f- f- I, I try to keep myself fairly fit. I was, super fit Mm. during the making of Parks because I was going to do the cover of Men's Fitness. I did it. You can Google it. I was 47. And I was like, I'm 47 years old. Now I seem like a kid when I talk about 47. (laughs) But I was like, I want to show that I still got it. I was training my ass off for this cover and they kept postponing it and postponing it. Oh no. And then like, I think the magazine... (laughs) The editor left, and then the new editor didn't want to do it. And so what was going to be like a month of right. getting in shape, l- honestly, literally became almost a year. Ugh. And terrible. And it it's, the year, the of it. <laughs> it's the year of Parks and Recreation, which is why, one of the reasons why Chris is so fit. Mm. It was just I happened to be in a zone at the time where I
2: was doing all that crazy, mm. crazy working out. So I have to ask, when you, so you're doing that scene. If that were me, Mm. no I couldn't have done it. But even anything, if I even tried, they would have had to have new shirts for every take because (laughs) I would be sweated, 100% sweated through the whole damn thing. Did you even change shirts during these?
4: Because I'm a child actor, because I was a child actor, I am trained in a lot of things. I don't touch my hair on camera, which is, by the way, really a missed opportunity. Cause oh, there's yeah. some great like glasses acting. You take your glasses yeah, yeah. off. Oh, sure, yeah. Like sure. I'm really good at that. I was in the West wing. I know how to glasses <laughs> act. Yeah, I yeah. can file act. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can shuffle paper act like the, the best yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm good yeah. on the phone. I, phone yeah, phone acting yeah, is good. Phone acting yeah. is good. But I was, because I was a child actor, they'd be like, did you touch your hair? Oh, interesting. right. The, the makeup and hair department would just berate you mm. as a, as a kid. And so when I go to sleep in my trailer, I sleep like I'm in a coffin. <laughs> I don't move. My, my wardrobe is immaculate. My hair is immaculate because of my training as a child actor. Um, but, uh, yeah, you don't sweat. Uh-huh. I don't sweat either.
2: Oh God! Well, that's just the luck of that's, that's just yeah, yeah yeah. I
3: have hyperhidrosis for sure. Yeah, it happens. Well, I was happy
2: on set because I sweated obviously, but so did Pratt. Yeah. And, thought, oh, and he was like he's a he's yeah. a flop sweater, and that was great because it took some of the pressure off of me.
3: Yes, Leslie saying and telling us that senior citizens are basically the only people who vote in local elections. So if you want to win, you got to get the gray vote. It's so great. I just love that it's great that Ned Jones and his army of like this octogenarians are the most powerful political machine in Pawnee. It's like a wrinkled Tammany Hall. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good
2: analogy.
0: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs. ...containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's Best Eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
3: This storyline about Ron needing to hire another person in the office. So there's a lot I want to talk about, but specifically first, so Ron has to either hire a deputy director, thereby expanding his department. Yeah. Or he has to complete a government project, thereby spending the taxpayers' money, this thing that he's built his whole life in government to stopping. He's like, he doesn't want to do those things. He's, this is the Ron Swanson version of the King Solomon problem, right? <laughs> True. Yes. It's a it's a King Solomon and the baby pickle, a Ron Swanson pickle of the King Solomon and the baby. And in this, Ron talks about in the talking head that on his sixth birthday, Ron's father made him choose which of his pet calves he would slaughter, and Ron elected to slaughter both. Quote, and they were delicious. And I'm saying all that because the pause that Nick Offerman takes it's so great—between the first joke, which is all you need sometimes, that his father chosen which of his pet calves he would slaughter, and he elected to slaughter both. That's a joke. That's done. You can you, you get out of that talking down head from there. But not many people. But Nick Offerman, guys, Nick Offerman pauses and says, and they were. Delicious. Oh, my God.
2: Amazing. Which then lets me overthink it. Was he... Was Solomon's choice between... He wasn't sad about killing either one. It was just which one. Right, right. So, it wasn't like, oh, I love this one more. I love that. It was... I, I, it's hard to even describe what he would what Ron would right. be thinking right 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 no it's it's it, it's that's like why normally it's Solomon's Choice you're like oh my god I, I just can't decide between these I love this person I, and love, I love that right, person right. And right. I, how could I ever make this horrible decision right. no happy to do it yes right, happy, let's take yeah, them
3: both out yeah and, yeah yeah. Like, I don't I can't I won't even choose they both I don't need I'm to. ready for them and they were delicious delicious uh <laughs> <laughs> um okay Guys, let's go re- There's so much to do. There's so much to talk about. Synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. Bobby Newport's wealthy father hires Jennifer Barkley, a famous campaign manager of national elections, to turn Bobby's campaign around. After a courteous meeting with Ben and Leslie, Jennifer trashes Leslie on television. Now, meanwhile, Anne leads the department in brainstorming a more sanitary water fountain. I mean, first of all,
4: Catherine Hahn. Ugh. She's she's one of my favorite people ever. She is. A beautiful, mm-hmm. smart,
2: mm-hmm.
4: funny, and fearless funny. Like it's it's. It, I think sometimes, sexy, good-looking people have a hard time l- with the fearless part. She we, just, do, you know, we, we do. do. Rob, we Rob, thanks we, for, we, for oh, saying. Say we like came up with the same bit.
2: There you go. But no, you're absolutely
3: <laughs> right. And and to go to be willing to go to the place in comedy, like I don't know how this is going to turn out. I might this might be ugly, but I trust my instincts and the, my scene partner to get there, and like to have Catherine, yeah. and Amy, and Adam, but Catherine and Amy together.
4: Oh my God, she's a beast. She's a real animal. Like I, um, I rarely saw Amy have to really raise her game up because Amy's just so good. But I remember those two together. I could see Amy going, "Hmm, I'm gonna rear back on this fastball a little bit more, maybe." For sure, I saw that, mm. and. And, I, and also, the something, Jennifer, Bar- Park and Rec names, as we know, are always great. Yes. I mean, that's one of the great things about the show, right? Jennifer Barkley is the is the perfect name because it is so non-Parks and Rec. It's very Grey's Anatomy. That's a great point. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. very Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 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 Because that's who she is. She's coming from another world. Right. She's not of our world. And so she doesn't, she doesn't look like, act like, and so she's got this kind of like, She's got a television sexy smart girl name. Mm-hmm. Right, like precocious surgical yes. intern Jennifer Barkley, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, yes, that makes so sense. Right. Yeah. Who's, she's, she's, the biggest scar is the scar from her mother. whip smart. Right, right. My favorite. Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's a prompt I love. That Leslie describes a photograph of Jennifer Barkley eating a potato chip salad with Colin Powell as the most impressive thing I've ever seen. But the fact that it's potato salad, sorry, it's potato salad, not potato chip. <laughs> but the fact that they're eating potato salad... Pretty amazing. Yeah. That's our art department, our amazing Parks and Rec art amazing. department yeah. who photoshopped that. Yeah. We did, I just hate to break it to you out there. We did not send um, Catherine <laughs> Hahn to Colin Powell's <laughs> office <laughs> yeah. to take a picture. With a prop person. Here's your potato salad. Yeah. We yeah. Did we didn't not.
3: reach out to Colin Powell's guys. Like, are you available? We're sending Catherine <laughs> Hahn for a meal.
4: <laughs> didn't yeah. do it.
3: Okay. Well, speaking of Colin Powell, uh, we have another great... Uh, political reference in this episode. We're going to start having a lot more because we have Jen Barkley who's been there for national elections. Leslie says that Joe Biden is on her celebrity sex list and then quickly corrects herself. He is my celebrity sex list. <laughs> oh, that's a bit cringy. Oh my God. Oh, but it's so, that's Leslie. She's chosen her guy. Yes. And you know what? She knew before the rest of us maybe, or maybe yes. not, you know, I don't know, Dr. Jill obviously knew. Yes. but like. Yeah. Uh, I also love that Leslie then sweet talks Ben and tells him about his taut, narrow frame, like a sexy elf king, you know, causing him to ask if she wishes he were taller. He's like, tall, like, oh, I'm just thinking, tall, like, oh, I don't know, like Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, all of her references, because she, she loves Ben so much, and all of her little, like when she calls Anne, you know, her beautiful tropical fish, and she comes up with these crazy, uh, you know, analogies for these people, but... She she does have a height issue with Ben, whether she wants to admit it oh, yeah. you know, to herself is another issue. Oh, yeah. Because there's always a height thing in there. That's a good point.
3: You know? That's a great point. Yeah. We're going to jump back into our synopsis. Yes. yes. In front of Pawnee Seniors United, Leslie announces a plan to install numerous ramps across Pawnee, but it's upstaged by Jennifer, who announces Bobby's plan for electronic lifts. Ned loves it and endorses Bobby Newport, giving Bobby Newport, who is still on vacation in Spain, a commanding lead in the polls and demoralizing Ben. In the office, Anne's water fountain brainstorm descends into an all-out water fight. Leslie confronts Jennifer at the diner, but Jennifer tells Leslie that her job is to beat her before offering to get her some waffles. Leslie is both frustrated with and in awe of Jennifer's abilities.
2: Yeah, and I just—I know we'll talk about all of it, but at the very end, but Leslie's both frustrated and in awe of Jennifer's abilities. That's exactly how it comes across, yes. to me as a viewer. Like, damn that—that ma- that woman's amazing. She knows what's got to get done. It's not personal. Yeah, she absolutely—it's nothing is personal. She would be happy to vacation with Ben and Leslie. Well, maybe not happy, but I mean, she yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is her job. Right. She's just doing it. It's she's all, doing her job. Paying her. She's doing her job. Right. 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 No, even though she's gonna. You know, crap all over Leslie and Ben's plans, and she steals their idea. It doesn't matter. It's yep, all good. Yep,
3: yep, guys, the water fight, <laughs> the water fight. Oh my god! First of all, I keep thinking about the crew that had to clean up that that office. The water fight, Jim. You are soaking, Rob. You are kamikazes by 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 Andy.
4: Yes. Oh my god. I remember. I remember the the kamikaze vest. It's one of my it's one of my favorite moments. It's like a moment mm-hmm. I will always remember. Mm-hmm. Um it really first of all, it really worked. <laughs> you know, because you never know. Remember yeah. as a kid, you throw a water balloon, I threw a water balloon at the car and it yeah. bounced off the oh, car. Yeah, 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 You know, you never knew. And of they blow up in your hand. Right. You're like, you don't know what's going on. I think I think the quality control in the water balloon industry is not good. Oh.
3: <laughs> and, and, and and to have the kamikaze vest work, you needed like, th- yeah, you, I'm thinking about the force of two bodies slamming together to make sure that these balloons do pop, knowing that they don't always go that way. And they really do. And you get soaked. And by the way, I'm soaked. not,
4: and I'm not supposed to be helping it pop because I'm. You're just this helpless. I'm tender. a helpless bystander, but you're right. If I don't give, if I don't give some oomph to it, then it's not, it's not going to do
2: well, it. That's
3: why we say thank you for the delay men's fitness. That's right. Yes. Your hard abs
2: are what popped those damn balloons. It just just got going.
3: No, but Andy, I mean, Chris running in comic- after just this. And ins- I think about that fight a lot. I think about the insanity that was from like, oh, we had water shooting at one person to who had water balloons on them to make this. <laughs> hey, really. Donna's hosing Jerry down I like mean, it's like she's gleeing him down. Like you're a horse. Yes. After, like, just And he's all, just yeah.
2: standing there kind of
3: taking it. That's not a water fight anymore. That's that's a punishment.
2: Yeah, that's water that's waterboarding at some <laughs> point. Yes.
4: Yeah. That- so you're in the writer's room. So when, how do you go? Does somebody go? Wait. So I just want to like just keep a little bit of the reality, please. Where are the water balloons – You don't. No, that's me watching it now, thinking it's
3: funny to think about. Did someone run out? Did Andy, of course, maybe always have water balloons on him at the shoe shine stand or in his oh, drawer? For sure. That to me that is how sense. you would explain yeah, I'll it. I go with that. I no, go with that. You have to sometimes just. Believe you just have to sometimes buy into the series of events between stuff that, of course, it turned into a water fight yeah. that involved water balloons and hoses and all this stuff, and they're going to hose down their office because they're that gleeful.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you remember how many takes did we do? Did you? Get, did they just hit you once? Only once, because we were. So, I was so. You're soaking. I mean, he, no, so- she had a hose on my body. Yeah. yeah, no, and I was
4: wet. I was soaked. Because, you know, then it's a big wardrobe change and you got to get your hair done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I remember only doing it once. That
2: was it. Um, And Pratt's reaction when he hits you and it explodes and then he has a mix at first of excitement and then, uh uh-oh, am I in trouble? Like, typical great, great Pratt Yeah,
3: Guys, more to talk about. Here comes some more synopsis. Anne and The Office present Chris and Ron with a spoutless water fountain, which receives Chris's approval. Leslie confronts Jennifer on PERD, a.k.a. PERM, Happily Show, accusing Jennifer of stealing her ramp plan. Ben tells Leslie to bring up Bobby's vacation, but Jennifer retorts that Bobby is in Spain trying to court European businesses to open factories in Pawnee. Jennifer privately admits this was a lie, but Leslie and Ben feel defeated. Anne reveals that the spoutless water fountain was April's idea and suggests that April be the person to fill in for Leslie. Ron asks April to take on a bigger role in the department, and she reluctantly agrees. Anne has her presentation. It goes very well. Ron saved from filling the Leslie void. Donna comments that Ben is filling the Leslie void. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, To which Anne gives her a sly high five. And I love that Chris says, I'll give it up for that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember that, and I was reading the script, and it's there. But it's is just, it in the script? Yeah, it's just this. Little, I'll, I'll give it up. For
2: <laughs> he just
3: wants to be on board with yeah. it. He's having fun. He's proud of this I group think of people. He's happy
4: for Ben at this point people. too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think, listen, we've established that that Chris. I think he might be keeping track of Ben's proclivities. Right. I think that's one of the great untold stories of Parks and Recreation is Chris Trager's sort of really taking notes right. about Ben's sex life. Yeah. Right. And we've talked to thinking
3: before, Chris, I think, is a great wingman. I think Chris would yes. be, he's a positive person. He wants to build up anybody around him, yeah, even right. strangers at the Bulge, right. the first time we meet him in that episode. That's right. He'd be a great wingman. Of course, he and Ben came to Pawnee together. It makes sense that he would care for
4: his his friend's happiness. It's also thing. a very, very rare Double entendre, sexual innuendo joke. Right. We do not do those on the show. Mm-mm. Just don't. It's not, it's not in the sensibility of Mike Scher at all. Well, that leads me to this last bit about it. In episode
3: one of this season, there's another moment just like this when uh Chris or Ben says, Leslie, can you do Pert Happily? And Donna's like, oh, she could do Pert happily. <laughs> right? And they have this joke. That's another Dan Gore episode. And I'm not saying that this is a Dan Gore style of joke, I'm but it's a Dan Gore. But maybe yeah. it was. I don't know if it was him. I thought, I don't want to be fair, but we can say that for another day. But it's really funny that there are two moments like this from Donna about
2: Leslie. Oh, and Donna! Having, that Donna was all about that. I oh, think that's yeah. all she really cared about. I am a fan the of the double entendre. Yeah, I have yeah, to say, yeah, I am a fan. Yeah.
4: yes. You know, I love uh, Perd Hapley. Perd Hapley is one of my. I mean, again, it's so hard when you think about the, the the populace. Of Pawnee, it's very, very hard. Just when you think you have your, we were talking about Ethel Beavers in a previous one, and think about what about perd Happily, and then you have Joe Sewage. Oh and yeah, has, and Joe can, Colum- yes. I mean, it's just and it's a Colum- deep Ma- bench. I mean, It's such a deep bench. Yeah, I defy anybody to come up with a show that has more ter- characters on the peripheral that are murderers than this than this show.
2: Mm. Men do their really, job. Well, name know, one. Yeah. Mm.
4: Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, soup yeah. Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The one I mean, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, yeah. Yelled about soup. Okay, yeah. Jerry. Congratulations. But they don't often come back to the extent. <laughs> that show will never work out. Yeah. They don't often come back to the extent. And Perd came back, and you, as a huge Pert Hapley fan, he came back so much that he kept having new shows. He had a morning talk show, we had this hard-hitting politics show, right? He had this, uh, this show with Joe. He did all these other things, and we're like, Yeah, it's give Perd another give show. Perd. And now Pert is perm in this one, yeah, right? Amazing.
2: Because of Jennifer Barker. You know, his name is Jay Jackson, he's a jazz singer. And was a newscaster, in real life, people. It's real life.
4: When she calls him perm, it's too good. Super small moment, but I loved it from Adam.
3: It's perfect when Leslie asks him what they should do, right? When there's are uh, before the Perd happily interview, and, and 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 he she's building him up like you're a great campaign man, and he's like I don't know. <laughs> Such this, a letdown He has this little smile she's like, she's like you know She's saying "I don't, there's no one else I'd rather go into battle with Than you tell me campaign manager What should I do I don't know I don't know And he <laughs> smiles a little bit I just We've talked about I, We've talked about this before You rarely see Leslie And now Leslie with Ben Not figure it out Not yeah. Figure out the win to make the win happen. And for Ben and Adams delivered,
2: I don't know. And even from a writing standpoint, and I'm not a writer, so I'm just giving my little thought here, that is such not an answer for a normal writer, because there's always like an improv. It's yes and. Right. Well, yes, and we're gonna do this right. and well, and then we're gonna do, we're gonna veer off and right. do this. No. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. There's I got nothing. I don't know. I love that. I, I know. love that we were allowed to do that.
3: I know. Totally. I think it's because also we knew that this was the beginning of was perhaps the last arc of this storyline, yeah. of this campaign. And so there's more to come. You yes, know? there is. Well, speaking of more to come, there's more to come now with April in the department, right? Because Ron has asked her to step up and she says yes. And this relationship that Ron and April have, it's touching.
2: Right? I love it. And here's my question. Does April truly, we know on the outside, oh God, no, no, no. Is she? Is her heart like a little bit of like a flutter? I don't know if that's the right word. Like, wow. Because it's a promotion. Um, he's yeah. telling her how yeah. good she thinks she is. Uh, Anne has recommended her because she said she didn't come up with the idea. She said Anne did. Right. No, you did. Right. You did.
3: I think she does react to that. I think, I mean, we've seen this from April. Sometimes she does, she does react. We see her sometimes, sometimes like, to the camera. She'll like, give it like a little. Oh, she'll to be the like, camera. "I stupid love you, Leslie," or she'll right, say right. stuff like yeah. that. But she will admit, and I think that we've seen her—I don't know—be buoyed a bit from being mirrored back from other people that she's got something that this outer shell she has isn't always necessary. Yeah. And I think it makes sense knowing where her character is going to go for the rest of the series that. Ron, Leslie are probably the two most important, and Andy are the three now most important people to help. You know, etch away some of that uh, rough exterior, guys. An episode unlike any other. We love it. There's some. I mean, we could do several more hours about
4: it. So, what are your final thoughts on the episode? To me, it's 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 all. To me, it's all it's all about Jennifer Berkeley. Yeah, it's all about Jennifer Berkeley. Um, you know, I I think that. You know, if, if this were, if, if Parks and Rec were a, a, a coffee table book with chapters, you know, this would be one of the big mm. chapters because she's such a a force. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's, you know, starring in her own stuff now and we were lucky to get her and we always attracted, you know, such amazing people on the yeah, show. we got
2: her before she kind of blew up. That's right. She's everywhere.
4: Everywhere yeah. now. And this was yeah. like. She was always, you know, and that's funny you, you see with actors and, and particularly actors, I think in comedy, it's like people know before people know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we, everybody, we knew, we were like, oh man, Katherine yeah. Han, hell yeah. Oh, right. right. But like the world didn't know. Right. So it's super fun to watch th- her right before, you know, it, it really happens.
3: Right, that's also the sign of a great casting director, which is like these are the great people. You'll be lucky to get them now. Yes. Put them in your yeah. thing, front-loaded with talented people, because in two years you're going to want these people as your leads in your show. I always wondered meeting.
2: was someone like Catherine an offer, or did they did she audition for us, or we just no, thrilled together? She's get her, an offer. Or? Yeah,
3: I mean, she was in the. Family people knew her. She's a comedy yeah. person. No, I think that okay. she was yeah. able I to come on hearing. in. But so yeah, you're right. Catherine Hahn
2: and Carol Reiner in the same oh, episode. I know. How
3: do you choose between the two of them as MVPs? They're uh, co-MVPs. You can't. Co-MVPs. You can't. co-MVPs. You're not Co-MVPs. legally allowed to. <laughs> yeah, even though Jennifer Barkley That's Catherine valid. Hahn sticks around for more episodes, you're not legally allowed to call out her if you don't call. It's call fucking Reiner.
2: Yeah, uh, I could not agree more. Co- yeah, co-MVPs.
3: Well, thank you, Jim. And of course, thank you, Rob Lowe, for being with us earlier. And thank you all for listening. You know, text this episode to your group chat. Give us five-star reviews wherever you're listening. Um, give us 10-star reviews on your chalkboard at home. Do you have chalkboards at home? Do people have chalkboards at home? I don't know. I don't think know. they do. I don't, I don't they think do, they do. I will Should take I a 10-star review. You'll take a 10-star review take wherever a 10 you can star it. 10-star review anywhere
2: you can put it. Anywhere you can get it. You give get me it to- 10 wherever you can give it to me. Wow, wow. Hmm. sir Okay, but that's that's another topic Okay, well let's thank other people Thanks
3: as always to Joe and Sean Yay. For keeping us going uh, And you know what Dear listener, if you got a question for the Pawnee Town Hall You should send us an email uh, With that question to Hall At gmail.com And from all of us here at Parks and Recollection Goodbye,
2: goodbye from, Pawnee. from Pawnee. See ya
0: This has been a Team Cocoa production. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.